You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Stephen Carr. Before we get to today's show, a reminder to join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recap and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead to next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Friday, June 18th, and it is, of course, another Gonzaga five-star Friday. Today's Gonzaga story comes from my own mother, who was in Las Vegas earlier this week, and she put down some money on Gonzaga to win the title next April, and she wanted me to tell the people. So there you have it. Today on the show, our Friday interview is with Connor Gilbert. We started our Friday interview series last week. Every five-star Friday, we're going to have on a five-star guest. We uh, talked to Matt Santangelo last week, and I mentioned that I would bring on different people from around the program. And so today is Connor, and he's been an intern in the Gonzaga Sports Information Department for the last year doing a variety of things. Um, and he's also been around Gonzaga since he was very, very little because of his mom. So we're going to talk about his life around Gonzaga and what he's been up to the last year. Like I mentioned on Wednesday's episode, our number two and number one recruiting classes will be revealed next Monday and next Wednesday. So stay tuned for those next week. Before we get to Connor's interview, there's two pieces of news that came out on Wednesday and Thursday that I want to get to. Number one is the NBA Draft Combine released their list of participants. And Corey Kispert is the only one of the four Gonzaga players that could get drafted that is going to participate in the NBA Draft Combine. Jalen Suggs is not going to participate, which makes sense considering he's probably going to be a top three pick no matter what. Uh, Most of the time, those top three to five, maybe even top ten picks don't participate in the NBA Draft Combine. Philip Petrusev also makes sense that he's not participating. He mentioned in several interviews that he's not sure when he's going to get back to the United States. I believe he's still overseas for quite a while longer, um, so I'm not sure he'd even be back to America in order to attend the Combine. The one that's interesting is Joel Iyayi because he is somebody who could certainly elevate his stock or or you know decrease his stock. One way or the other, his stock could move depending on how he does in the draft combine. So the fact that he's not in it is certainly notable, but in my opinion, it in all likelihood means he probably has some sort of guarantee from a team uh, and that guarantee is in a comfortable enough position for him where he's okay uh, wherever he gets uh, taken in the draft. So that is my thought on that situation. Corey Kispert is going to participate in the NBA Draft Combine with a chance to uh, hopefully get his stock back to the 10 to 15 range as opposed to the 15 to 25 range, which is kind of where it seemed to drop after the NCAA tournament. The other piece of news that came out on Thursday was that the WCC has revealed their 2021-2022 matchups for the conference season for men's basketball. This is the fourth year that they are doing the 16-game schedule as opposed to the true round-robin 18-game schedule, which is what the women's team still does. Uh, But Gonzaga is going to play Portland one time and San Diego one time. Everybody else, they're going to play twice. They'll play uh, Portland at home and San Diego on the road. This is the fourth year they've done this, and 
each of those four years, Gonzaga plays, you know, two of the bottom three or four teams from the prior year. I believe that's basically built into uh, one of the reasons. Uh, it's basically one of the concessions that the WCC made to um, help Gonzaga stay in the conference when it was looking to move to the Mountain West. The one thing that I will uh, mention about the WCC is that the team, uh, all three of the prior years, there's been a team that faces Gonzaga and BYU only once. And that team has gone on to have success uh, during that season. In 2019, it was Pepperdine who got the privilege of playing Gonzaga and BYU only once. And they went to the WCC tournament semifinals. In 2020, it was Pacific who faced them only once each. And they finished third in the league. They finished 11-5, and five, finished third in the league. And then last season, it was LMU who got to face them only one time each. And they also finished third in the league. So if you look at this season, the team that faces Gonzaga and BYU only one time is San Diego. And I'm not sure San Diego necessarily has enough talent to finish third in the league like the last two years with Pacific and LMU. But... Uh, it is certainly something notable that San Diego is the one team this season that gets Gonzaga and BYU just one time each. The spring coaches poll was also released. Gonzaga, of course, was number one. Uh, the only other first place vote was Mark Few, who voted for BYU because he can't vote for himself. The interesting thing is that BYU and St. Mary's, who finished uh, two and three in the poll, were separated by just two points. So a lot of respect for St. Mary's still, despite Somewhat of a down year last year. LMU in fourth, San Francisco in fifth, followed by Santa Clara, Pepperdine, Pacific, San Diego, and Portland. And St. Mary's added a piece uh, to their roster next season, and it is Augustus Marshallonis, who is the son of uh, Warriors legend and, and NBA Hall of Famer Sharunas Marshallonis. He's a 6'4 point guard uh, from Lithuania. He's going to play on the U19 Lithuanian national team uh, for the U19 FIBA World Cup, which is coming up in July. So if you want to uh, watch him along with Chet Holmgren and possibly Hunter Salas, that's uh, another play that you can watch in that tournament that has WCC ties. Like I said, he's a 6'4 point guard. I watched a little bit of his taped this uh, on uh, Thursday afternoon. And he is going to be very, very good in a Rand Bennett system. Good ball handler, good passer, can finish at the rim. So that's an exciting piece coming into the WCC. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Connor Gilbert. He spent a lot of time covering Gonzaga baseball this season as part of his duties helping out the sports information department. So we're going to get his take on the baseball team's historic year. And then we're also going to talk about the offseason and look at the roster going into next year. And then we're also just going to touch on a bunch of other Gonzaga stuff as well. Before we get to that, today's episode being sponsored by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate and all bars. The latest flavor that they've had is banana nut bread. That sounds very, very interesting to try. If you want to try that or you want to try other flavors, feel free to get a mixed box with multiple flavors. All of them are soft, easy to chew, and absolutely delicious. Not only do they taste great, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy and also for anyone looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Most Built Bars have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Because it is Five Star Friday, we are bringing on a special guest. Today on the show, Connor Gilbert is with us. Connor spent 
the last year or so in Gonzaga's sports information department has also done some work for the spokesman review Connor before we get into all of that stuff Gonzaga goes back a long long way in your family what are some of the earliest memories you have of Gonzaga athletics as a kid yeah uh thanks for having me by the way um always a pleasure um I so yeah like you said it's been it's been a long time I remember I think my favorite thing was back when the first opened up McCarthy and started having games there it felt huge I think I was like seven eight uh, but uh one of the trainers because my mom was a doctor uh for the team back then one of the trainers used to uh give me little rides on the Gatorade card thing that was pretty awesome going through the tunnels of McCarthy that it felt like the biggest building in the world back then um I think that's probably my earliest memory honestly I don't really remember the old kennel very much although apparently I did go to games in the old kennel uh but yeah I do I do remember that specifically like being pushed around on a little cart as a little kid uh when I uh, when I used to go to games in McCarthy and wait around for my mom afterwards, so I do miss that a little bit. <laughs> I bet that sounds awesome. Um, do you, do you have over the last fifteen years now since McCarthy opened? It doesn't have to be at McCarthy, but do you have a favorite moment or a favorite game or two that you were in person for? Oh man, um, I think just that UNC game when I, the UNC game when I was an undergrad. So I think that might have been the most fun game because it just felt like so much had built up until that point. I think that was one of my best experiences in McCarthy. Although I remember the women's tournament was pretty fun. The year we made to the women made to the Elite Eight. Um, they spent they played their last two games in the in the Spokane Arena, but it still felt like the kennel because it was like the same crowd. Yep. Um, so yeah, I would say though that that the beginning of that run was pretty fun because the women were an eleven seed, so they'd be in a six seed and a three seed in the kennel like on consecutive days, um, the, and the crowd was loving it. So I think those were uh, those were a couple of the best uh, moments I remember. Was there ever another choice for you when you looked at colleges, or were you always destined to be a Zag? <laughs> yeah, actually, I didn't go to Gonzaga initially, so I went. Um, I played lacrosse at Providence for a year. I wanted to get out. Um, and then I ended up coming back somehow. Um, I, at first I really didn't even consider going to Gonzaga cause I wanted to get out. Um, but yeah, I kind of ended up back there, um, by, by virtue of like needing a place that I was more comfortable with. So yeah, I, I, I appreciate it now. Um, and it, it makes total sense now that I ended up there. <laughs> But, yeah, it really wasn't even in my plans originally. Interesting. I actually did not know that about yeah. you. Yeah. Before we finish up with Connor, first a minute to talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and the NBA and NHL are approaching the finals. It's the perfect time to get in on the fun, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and, of course, all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online. your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Today's episode also being sponsored by Rock Auto. 
RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, let's talk about the last year or so. You've been helping out in the sports information department for Gonzaga doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, for those that don't know, tell us kind of exactly what you've been doing with them. Yeah, I've been mostly doing content stuff. So uh, most of the web content um, for baseball specifically, I, I wrote. Uh, so I would do like recaps and previews and the, the occasional features and stuff. At the beginning of the year, I was writing a lot more features um, for the website, which was really fun. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, which was really fun. Uh, and I really appreciate that they let me like do that because you know it's most athletic websites aren't normally like that like specifically content driven just for the sake of content but they were really flexible they let me do that um i filled in as an sid for a bit um when for the women's rowing team because they went to nationals and uh it was the same time as baseball and they were pretty limited in uh which the sids that could go so i was allowed to uh run all the communications uh sports information director is what sid means for most people who don't know what that means um so it was really fun i got to take videos pictures like just work things through social media for the team like live and travel with them as they went and it was really rewarding um i can't say enough about how fun it was and the opportunities with baseball were really great because i was allowed to become like so invested in this team and it covering a team for the team is like such a different dynamic than what I was used to. Uh, but it was awesome. I think for baseball, it was the, the most rewarding for sure. You mentioned how fun and how rewarding it's all been, but how challenging has it been on the same side? Uh, kind of just given the state of the world. Yeah, honestly, I, it is, I kind of, I think it's been a weird year and it's my first year with working for a college athletic department. And it is the most chaotic year ever. So it's just kind of like you get so you get so used to things just changing rapidly, and you get used to uh, travel just being the the most like weird and kind of stressful thing sometimes. But like at the rowing championships, it was crazy because I expect it was it, it's in Florida, and you know at that point it was like beginning or end of May, beginning of June. And, like, it didn't feel like there was a pandemic in Florida, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah, and I, I was kind of surprised because it's just such a stark difference compared to, like, the beginning of the year. Because I remember when they were traveling to, like, North uh, North Dakota and stuff, or South Dakota, to uh, for these games. And it was, like, locked down, you know? Like, so everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be everyone had to wear goggles and masks on the bus just as safe as possible and then you were kind of getting to like this point in the summer now where things were just a little bit more relaxed and it was kind of refreshing uh 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of memories from this year. Um, it was a long, tough year. I remember games getting canceled, things getting switched around, but it, it was an experience. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back. There's probably no better year to get thrown into the fire and kind of learn some flexibility yeah. than this one. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you mentioned. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying it's like I was just agreeing with you. I mean, it's that, that I'm kind of glad because it made me a lot more adaptable as like a professional. You just get so used to things being chaotic that when I don't know, I, I do appreciate that experience. I think it helped me a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that you spent a lot of your time uh, following the baseball team, and I've talked a bunch on here about how they just kind of finished a historic season. What are some of your biggest takeaways from the year? I think my biggest takeaway was just that they had been through so much. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if you talk to any of the guys, they, they know as well. But, like, they've just been – I remember because I had to read recap for every game, and there was so many games where in, like, freak accidents or just strange things happened that I had never really experienced before in a baseball game. Like, the first week uh, – I think right before Dallas Baptist really takes a line drive to the face, has to leave the game after five pitches against Texas Tech. Another starter gets hurt and he's out for the season. Um, Lund um, getting hurt against Wazoo obviously was huge. And there's and then there's COVID and then Hughes hurts his hand. And a lot of the throwers are still were on and off because they were just getting worn out having to, with this changing, you know, throwing this changing rotation changing staff so on it like they weren't at full strength at the end of the year and they and they really couldn't be there was nothing they could really do about that so uh, for them to battle through and win the wcc after like so many things not going their way especially given how hot san diego was at the very end like the, uh, it was a, it was a really cool year for them. Uh, it showed like it showed a lot about them i think personally you can add Nico Zeglin to that wild injury list too, oh, to yeah. the line drive right off the leg. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. stuff. And it, it was supposed to be like I, at first it didn't seem like it was that bad, and then he, he couldn't pitch for the rest of the year. Like it was yeah. just, it was just night. So the question now, I think, is how do they build on this season for the next few seasons and kind of keep this momentum going? Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. They're gonna lose. I mean, they're losing a lot of people and. The people who aren't using their last year, it makes sense for them not to use their last year. Um, I'm sure they're going to have guys get drafted. Um, I think it's Ernie Yake's time, particularly, to get drafted. Um, but yeah, I like they're going to lose a lot of those guys. I, I don't expect many of them to come back, except for maybe uh, Jack Mactoff. Um, so. I just think they have a really good class coming up, though. I mean, I've, I helped put out the releases for, like, their upcoming freshman class, and it is really solid. They have just all over the place, um, like, really more experienced hitters, a lot, and a lot of hitters that have kind of a dynamic that wasn't there, like, it'd be this year. So I'm interested to see, but I, I, I can't – I don't really know because it's just going to be so vastly different. I just know the throwers are going to be really good. I think that Hughes is going to get even better next year. And I think that those other guys, like Brody, Jesse, Tristan Breeling, uh, Bradley Mullen, I think all three of those guys are really talented and they are going to be like able to fill any kind of role that 
Max Hoff is, or Harmon are going to need next year. Uh, so I'm excited to see it, but yeah, I don't really know. Like, I'm curious about the. I'm more curious about the lineup and how effective that is, because it's going to have a lot of people who haven't really had that many abs at the, at the collegiate level, or at least for Gonzaga um, next year. So I, I'm I'm curious about that. Uh, I'm excited though. I think I think that the culture there is really strong, and I think it's really the culture is what has helped them get to this point. And so I, I, I have, I have a belief in what they do over there. I agree. I, I, I mentioned this a little bit on Wednesday's show, but um, Mark Maktoff always has good hitting lineups, no matter who he puts in there. And I think mm-hmm. the uh, the pitching staff is um, very young. And I mean, Alec Jacobs probably going to be gone, but they had so many really explosive arms in that bullpen this year that I think they're going to be very, very good next season too. So it's just kind of a matter of who kind of fills in that lineup, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my and my favorite is Brody Jesse because I think Brody Jesse pitches like you just personally like the batter just personally. <laughs> I, I love watching him. Yeah, because he's just hunting for the strikeout, and he's so good at like coming in when other teams are kind of like losing their own, like losing their momentum, and just coming in and just absolutely taking it and just striking out multiple dudes in a row. Like in practically any situation, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. He's going to be such a. I think he's going to be like the most legit closer they've had in a while. But mm-hmm. even then, like yeah, like you said with the hitting lineup, like it's just because the way he coaches, everyone is so disciplined. They know how to extract walks. They know how to, you know, they just beat people to death with singles and walks. And it I, when they do actually get like full into churning out runs it's it's really crazy <laughs> it's uh it's old school baseball which is a Absolutely. lot of fun considering how baseball is being played these days yeah all right i'm gonna finish this thing with a fun question for you gonzaga yeah. is down by a point it's the final 15 seconds of the national title game you can choose any one player in their gonzaga prime to take the game winner who you got oh man i think I think I'm, I'm still Kevin Pangos guy, frankly. I still yes. think Kevin Pangos was a closer, so I'd take him. I remember against Washington State in, in Pullman, we were not doing too hot, and I remember he just pulled through with this, he just ran down the court himself, got this layup. I, I, I believe in Kevin Pangos. That, that guy doesn't miss a whole lot. Love it. One of my favorite players <laughs> ever. Yeah. All dope. right, Connor, I appreciate the time. Keep up the good work. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Again, a big thank you to Connor Gilbert for joining the show today. You can follow Connor on Twitter if you'd like at Connor, that's C-O-N-N-O-R, Connor J. Gilbert, at Connor J. Gilbert. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. We are going to be back on Monday to reveal the second-ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. Like I said, we're going to reveal number two on Monday and number one coming up on Wednesday. Also on Monday, we'll talk about everything that comes out over the weekend. Don't forget, you can tune into the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today, they're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks forcing a Game 7 with Kevin Durant and the Nets. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, you can rate and subscribe to this podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating, especially because it's Five Star Friday. You can follow me on Twitter at SCargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnZags. If you want to email the show with your Gonzaga story or any questions or ideas you want me to talk about, feel free to do so, LockedOnZags at gmail.com. 
Everybody enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Father's Day. We will see you back here on Monday morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.